Hello, hello. I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far. It's still beautiful here in southwestern Ontario, so I hope it is where you are too. You guys, I am so excited about a couple of things today. First of all, before I introduce today's guest, I have to tell you that I am running, I'm hosting a three fast life kickstart. So a free three-day group, private group, private community where I am giving you everything you need to get started on your intermittent fasting journey. So if you are curious, if you guys have been interested in this, please, if you are listening to this at the time of recording, which is uh, end of March, last week in March, then let's do this. Reach out to me. Hello at Michelle File, Michelle File on all the Instagram, Facebooks, all the places. Reach out to me and I'm going to get you into that group. We're kicking off just with a little bit of prep today, actually today, and we're going into the weekend and we are going to help you get started with this. I am just so passionate about getting this message across. It has changed my life in so many ways. It has given me back time. It has helped me with all of the things that were frustrating me from a physical point of view. It's really helped me heal my relationship with food, to be honest. So I want this for you too. So reach out to me. Now, this ties into my guest. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. Bet is amazing. (laughs) Bet Lucas from the Living Your Big Bold Life podcast. Bet is a mom of six, you guys. She works full-time as a vice president for an energy industry company. She has won so many awards for her business leadership and charitable projects, but she is living a bold life. You guys, clearly she is super busy but she is taking the time to really tell and spread her message and helping other women be bold with their choices. She focuses on topics on her podcast, such as intermittent fasting, health, career, and family. I have loved getting to know Bet on and through her social media platform, through her podcast. Her episodes are incredible. And then, of course, I had this amazing conversation with her that you are going to be able to listen in on in just a few minutes. She shares all things intermittent fasting. She gives three tips for getting started. Bet has lost 40 pounds on her own intermittent fasting journey, and she just looks incredible. She's beautiful. And it was actually her 40th birthday when we were filming this episode. So it was a special day for her. I can't wait for you to tune in. Make sure you follow Bet. Make sure you get into her community on Facebook. She is really, really someone that I can say will make your life better. So I know you're going to enjoy this and I hope to hear from you soon. I hope to get you inside my free group. It's going to be amazing. And let's do this, guys. Welcome to the Michelle File Show. And I'm Michelle, founder of the Contagious Community for Women in Online Business. Once upon a time, I owned a top 100 Aveda salon and spa, but that all changed when I found health and wellness and lost 80 pounds. This helped me discover a path leading to a career in network marketing. Now a three-time elite network marketing leader and business coach who still feels the rush of stepping outside her comfort zone every single day. Each week, I hope to bring you a thought or guest that will help ignite your mindset, 
elevate your income, and bring strategies to create clarity around balancing your family life, health, and your business. Ladies, it's time to stop letting fear stand in our way of a life full of passion, purpose, and ultimately true happiness. Get ready to ignite your soul and unapologetically blow up your life. Are you with me? Let's go. Okay, you guys, I am so incredibly excited, but also honored to have Bet on the podcast today. As I always say, I found her on social media. I think I'm like, I'm a recording. I say that every single week, but the truth is there are just so many amazing women out there and I want to bring them to you. So when I first found Bet, I saw that she was a mom of six She is a working career vice president of an energy company. She has a podcast called Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and she's an intermittent faster. Ken, like all of these things that I am absolutely obsessed with. So I I had to reach out and have her here. So Bet, thank you. I mean, clearly we can all tell how busy you are. And today is your big birthday. So I am just so appreciative for you to be here and just share with us. So please just give us a little insight into this amazing life that you have right now. Oh, you're so extremely generous in all of these kind words. And uh, it's such an honor to be on your show and meet so many of your listeners. Um, yes, I'm bet. Yes, it is my birthday today. The big four O, the big four O. And like Michelle and I were talking about, I think it only gets better from here. So I'm super excited. Yes. I'm a mom of six. My oldest turned 11 recently. So I can finally say six under 11. Um, and I work in the energy industry, like you said, and last June I started my podcast called living your big, bold life. And I tackle topics in all of those areas that we just talked about my family career and my health. And specifically I dive in a little bit deeper on intermittent fasting. And so It is a lot to juggle, but as time has gone on, I don't think I've become perfect at any of those areas of my life, but what I found is certain tools and things that have helped me know where to simplify, where to say no to, where to prioritize. And The reason that health is such a big part of my platform, what I talk about on the podcast and my Facebook groups um, with friends is I found that the more I've prioritized my health as a mom, as a female, uh, as a person, the more I've actually been able to give back and the more I've been able to juggle well, and it still doesn't mean I'm perfect at it, but For so many years, Michelle, I thought that prioritizing my health would inhibit my growth in those other areas. It would inhibit my path as being, trying to be the best at my career. It would uh, take away from me being a good wife or take away from my time with my children. And that is what my message is and why I use the word bold is that I had to start becoming more bold in my prior mindset, because my prior mindset told me that was selfish. 
And what my hope is, is that I can get this message out to everyone in the world and say, you know what? Prioritizing your health a little bit more, moving it up the ladder a little bit more is only going to help you in each of those areas. And without that, I think I would feel like I was drowning most days, really, truly. And so that's, that's really why I'm here. And that's really why I'm so passionate about my message is I know there are other women out there like me who are trying to hold all these balls in the air. And I'm hoping that by being a little bit more bold and open about my journey, maybe it helps someone else out there. Absolutely. I just love, I'm going to quote everything you just said, because in my, in my business, that's what I hear over and over. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And I just was listening to a podcast episode of yours and I loved how you talked about time. You opened up with time. So how did you go from feeling like if I take time for myself, I'm selfish to prioritizing your health and your wellness and your, your passions, because you know, that that's like three very major things that you've actually gone from feeling like that's going to be selfish for me to do and diving in deeper than most women would ever have the courage to do. So how did you get there? What was the, the steps to that? You know, looking back, I think it was that what I was doing didn't feel like it was working. Like I felt like in certain areas of my life, I wasn't being completely me. Like I was being 80% bet, right? Uh, I work with mostly men. And so I was being 80% me there. And, you know, it, at home, I was feeling like 80% my best. And in 80% is just a random number. But, but I think there was all of a sudden this light bulb moment that just said, maybe, just maybe if I start challenging that, if I start prioritizing my health, maybe all these things, these areas, I'll start feeling a hundred percent bet. And, you know, it's interesting because the more I started prioritizing my health, all of a sudden I started getting these, this extra confidence in my job at home as a mom And I also started feeling like I could say no to things that weren't fitting me anymore, that, that my, I wasn't going to feel bad that I'm not good at certain things. You know, Michelle, I always joke about, I'm horrible at meal trains. I'm horrible at it. And I'm really, I really, um, after my last meal train debacle, my husband goes, honey, you have many gifts, but maybe meal trains isn't one of them. But I, um, I say that because I think being bold means you got to be bold enough to start. So you got to start prioritizing your health, maybe prioritizing your passions a little bit more too. And maybe thinking, oh, by doing that, maybe I will start having more confidence in these other areas. Maybe I'll feel like I'm not drowning. So my steps really were, I, f- I was bold enough to start. I was bold enough to keep going. And too many times we think it's going to be easy. It's going to be, we're not going to receive any resistance. 
No, when you start prioritizing your health a little bit more, when you start kind of coming into who you're really called to be, you're going to receive moments of pushback. And those, those could be really minor moments. It could be your kids telling you, oh, mom, don't go to the gym. Don't uh, stay home. Or it could be major moments where, you know, you're in your job and you're kind of having to put, put it out there on how you're feeling and what you want. And all of that went hand in hand. And so I think that's where I, once I started being bold enough to go bold enough to start bold enough to just keep moving forward, it started to change me. And I guess that's what, I, that's why I'm so passionate about it is that all of a sudden I was finding time again. And even though my day is extremely full, I was finding time that before I couldn't find Michelle, I, I could not find it. I would say, oh, sure. Prioritize my health. Thanks, Bet. Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, and I, yeah. I roll and oh, when, and it's been so powerful to say, I, by doing those things, I have now got back time, mm-hmm. time that I wanted so bad. And I've got back energy, energy that I wanted so badly. So I think that that's really were my steps. And once I started coming more and more into and being bold in who I was, all of a sudden things started coming together. And that's why so much of my message is, I don't think the world needs more bets or needs more Michelle's. The world needs more you. And we need to be bold enough, not just to challenge the world. No, we need to be bold enough within ourselves to say, this is who I was called to be. This is, this is my voice in my heart. And too many of us are quieting that voice. And I thought, well, the more I can show that the more I've listened to this voice, I have more time. I have more passion. I have more energy. Maybe again, it helps others in that same area. Love this because it's, it's true. When you start prioritizing yourself, your confidence and your true passion start developing. And, and when you start sharing them, everyone, it it just, everything is better. You you're happier, you have more energy and that's where the time comes from. I mean, when you're stuck in lack and these mindsets of insecurity, we spend so much time spinning in that. We lose so much time with our family and everything because we're wasting so much time worrying about what we're not and what we're not happy about. And once you start prioritizing yourself, that happiness comes back, that joy comes back and the energy comes back, which I love. I just love and living boldly does not mean living loudly and being polarizing. It does not mean being anyone but yourself. So if you're a soft, you know, you shared with me, you're an extrovert. I'm the biggest introvert you would ever meet. So it doesn't mean I try and be like bet. It means I just become my most confident introverted self and you become your right your most confident extroverted self and we're we're all amazing it's totally totally I just love that because so oftentimes people think you know when I first told people the name of my podcast 
you know, I would find a friend that was more introverted or a friend that maybe works from home. And I say all moms work in quotes because whether you work outside of the home or you work inside of the home, all moms work. And she's like, well, Beth, my life isn't bold. And I'm like, no, your life is bold and you are called to be bold, but you're called to be bold in who you are. And I always have to preface, like, I don't think everyone should have six kids. I don't think everyone should work outside the home. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I don't. We agree on that. (laughs) I think that's, that's a quick, um, generalization. I think if someone maybe didn't take the time to get to know me or, or my message, they could quickly dismiss me. They're like, Oh, living boldly, blah. And really I'm here to challenge and say, no, the key to so much of your joy, your happiness, your energy is living boldly in who you were called to be. And so I love that you have heard that and that you're hearing that for your, your calling, which is, you know, it's funny because some of my most bold friends are my most introverted friends. But, you know, bravery is bold. Uh, You can be boldly humble, boldly faithful, boldly quiet. All of those are bold. hundred percent. It's owning it. It's owning it and and not trying to change, just owning it and bringing more of it out of you, polishing it, you know, being more confident around it. So, well, we could go down this rabbit trail this whole time, but I really, really, really want to talk about intermittent fasting. And what I love is we can tie in the time with intermittent fasting. So would you share how you, how you got started with your journey with intermittent fasting, your your amazing, incredible results that you've had? I, I would just love for you to share your story. Sure. So I think a lot of people can relate to this story. I was always decently healthy, decently active, But during motherhood, again, was trying to find the time to be as active as I had been or to be as healthy as I had been. And I had tried kind of all the things. I had tried going lower carb. I had tried moving my body more. I had tried counting calories. And effectively, Michelle, what happened is it was just like the needle just wouldn't budge. Like it would budge a little bit, but it really wasn't overly working for me to the extent of, I had just accepted that this was just the way it was going to be. And I didn't think there was anything that really I could do differently to fix it because I had tried kind of all the things and I had run into a friend and she recommended I try whole 30 and whole 30 for your listeners, and I'm sure many people know about it, it's a great elimination diet in a lot of ways. And even though I'm not a proponent of diets, quote unquote, it was really powerful for me because what it showed me was that I was relying pretty heavily on dairy in my diet. So even when I went lower carb, I was drinking a lot of dairy. I was eating a lot of cheese. Mm -hmm. And for some women that is not inflammatory, it's not problematic. And, but for me, it was, and it wasn't problematic in gut issues or anything in that regard. It just was helping me hold on to weight really. So I did whole 30 had great results. Fast forward, um, tried it again and wasn't getting as much of the results that I had initially. 
And I fell into intermittent fasting and I kind of fell into it on accident. I started just by skipping dinner a few nights a week, which is very opposite of most people. Most people skip breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing like really good results almost immediately. And I was like, whoa. And it started making that thought process of bet you've been eating healthy snacks, but you're snacking all day. And it, it's like these light bulbs were going off. And I was hearing this messaging from different thought leaders on, oh no, maybe elongate the time between your meals. Maybe skipping a meal is okay. Maybe it won't slow down your metabolism. Maybe it actually does the opposite. So I lost, I ended up losing probably, I would say about half my weight prior to intermittent fasting and then intermittent fasting, it was like kind of putting on the gas pedal. I lost that second half of my weight. So I think it was about over 40 pounds. But what was interesting for me is my body composition changed. So I lost over 40 pounds, but all of a sudden I had a waistline. I've never in my adult life, like I got to wear a belt, a belt. Like I was so excited because I thought after having all these babies and, you know, I'd always been more bigger on top, smaller on bottom. I just had given up that I would ever own a belt Mm -hmm. and intermittent fasting for me has been such a powerful tool because like you said, it has not taken time away from my day. It has added time to my day. And I've been on my intermittent fasting journey for a few years now. And what is so cool about it is that I like to compare it to your shoe wardrobe. My shoe that I was wearing in intermittent fasting a few years ago looks very different than the shoe I wear today. My style has changed. My life has changed. Hey, I'm 40. Um, but, um, but I can't emphasize enough to people out there that if you have tried all the things and they're not working, join the club, nothing's wrong with you. You're being bombarded by healthy snacks, snacking, uh, all the food, all the drive-throughs. And maybe we need to be bold enough to say, maybe this intermittent fasting thing isn't so crazy. Maybe it's the tool I've been missing all along. I could not agree more. I... (sighs) for years. So my weight loss journey is about 80 pounds, all done snacking, meal prepping. And it was long and it was rigorous and it was no fun. And I actually tried intermittent fasting about seven years ago. Unfortunately, I was a free for all. I just, (laughs) I thought, well, if you're only going to eat for a few hours, eat it all and all the junk. So clearly that didn't work. Um, and then last year, a, a little over a year ago, a family member tried it again. And I was like, oh no, like get away. Don't talk to me about it. I'm not doing another thing. I was so exhausted of things. I just couldn't try another thing. Right. I was just like, that's fine. I, I feel kind of like I'm pregnant all the time. It's fine. I just can't handle this anymore. I'm not measuring. I'm not weighing. I, I just can't. Anyways, she had incredible results. She's 60. So of course I know that it's not as easy as we get older. It's, it's not, it changes. And I was just watching her glow. It wasn't even the weight loss. It was just everything happening for her. So I could not deny it. Like I just had to dig in and, and try it again. And of course I did it correctly this time. And 
it is my body composition is different. I have so much more energy. My brain is clear. I just cannot believe how many snacks I've eaten. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, all the snacks, all the snacks. Oh. And like the panic when you were going on a flight, remember Michelle, like oh. you're going on a flight. Oh, you got to prepare. And Oh, you know, um, if you didn't have all the snacks, your metabolism might slow yeah. down. So you better keep eating every few hours. Think how much we consumed. Oh God. I mean, at the end of the day, I just say you were just flat out eating too much. You're just yes. eating too much. And I'm a big into figuring out, I call them like my weight loss accelerating foods. There are foods for my body that don't do as well. They might do amazing inside your body, but for me, so figuring that out and just starting to listen to yourself instead of listening to all the plans and this and that, that we've been, you know, we've been programmed to believe and being bold enough. I love that term. It's going to be, I'm going to have to coin it too, because it's being bold enough to actually think for yourself and say, wait a second, this kind of makes sense. Why am I spiking my insulin all the live long day? Why wouldn't I let that just like chill for a bit, you know, and knowing when, when your body's actually hungry. I mean, my body was never hungry. How could it have been? I was constantly feeding it healthy food or not. I was just healthy food or not. And that's the, that's the thing. I think so many of us, why we're so frustrated is that our first step on our health journey is like, oh, I'm going to join a gym. Yeah. And I'm going to go, I have to go there for, you know, I always joke, you have to go there for an hour, six days a week. Now I'm not saying movement isn't good for our mental health, for our body composition, different things. But I'm telling you the first step for all of us for 20 years was go to a gym and it wasn't working for us. And guess what? We all fall off the wagon because we don't have the time. We, we don't have, so it's, it's unsustainable. Whereas intermittent fasting gives you back all of that time. And I just, I love that what you said about that it's being bold enough to start like thinking this, maybe this isn't so out of, you know, out of the realm for me, maybe this could really work. And I loved that you pointed out that you had tried it and went back. And I would encourage a lot of people out there there's a lot of times the first time you try something, it's not going to, it's not going to work. You, anytime you are, I love the learn, we learn by doing, we improve by doing. And that's, that applies to intermittent fasting, public speaking, podcast, your job, parenting. We learn by doing, we improve by doing. So don't think it, it's going to feel perfect at first. Right. Okay. Absolutely not. And it was actually kind of fun digging into it again, because I did have some information. I knew a little bit about it, but I was just growing that, you know, people like Jen Stevens and Cynthia, like finding those people. And there's a lot more research. So if you are, I don't know if we call it research, but there's a lot more people talking about this. There's a lot of I know you have a Facebook community. So do I. There's people you can lean on. You don't have to do this by yourself. You can do it with other people who are a couple steps ahead of you, right? That totally. Really totally. Help you. I mean, there's so many podcasts. So a couple questions I have for you, because I do think that that would be something that I could try is skipping supper instead, like changing everyone's so prone to putting their fasting window, like, oh, I'll eat from two till seven. 
<laughs> because I don't know, is it a woman thing, but we really like eating at night, right? I know I do. Totally. Totally. You totally. And I think yeah. a lot of people want to eat with their, they think that they need to eat in front of their children. Yes. This is my question to you. Six kids. How did you get past? So that is a block for me, yeah. I think, because I, and I only have one, <laughs> but, and she's nine. <laughs> so like she's little, but I feel like now, do I want her to see me not eating at night? So talk to us about that. I love this. I, I, it's great. Yeah. So again, it was interesting. You know, a lot of people, when I was thinking of intermittent fasting and, and doing it, like I said, it was kind of accidental, the dinner thing, yeah. but the results were so good for me. And I just kept with it. And everyone's like, well, bad. how do you do that in front of your kids? And the advice I always give is I'm actually really open about it. And I have an 11 year old daughter, a nine year old daughter and a seven year old daughter that pick up on it. Mostly my nine and my, my 11. Right. And my words are number one, your body is still growing just like any baby. um, And I have a baby right now, so I can explain it really easily. I'll say, do you notice how often she is drinking? Do you notice how often she is eating? It's because she's growing. Your body is the same. My body is done growing. And when you get to be my age, I hope you can listen to your body because for a lot of years, I didn't listen to my body. I did things because people told me I should. And it really opens a nice conversation on not just doing something because someone is telling you it's right or it's the way to do it. And that's being bold too, that you know, we, we often have to be bold as intermittent fasters because it, it does challenge a lot of what we've been told for years. And so my kids now they kind of know, and I also would empower people to say it allows you at dinner, especially to talk more, to engage more because you're not eating, you know? So I usually will have a tea, uh, hot water or a cup of decaf coffee. And that's kind of what I'll do. If I, if I don't, eat at dinner. I love everything you just said. I mean, you're empowering your kids. You are empowering them right now to start listening to themselves. And we, we need to be told that on so many different levels. They need to know. I mean, something I talk about a lot is you grow up believing everything your parents said. You think that they are just like, I looked at my dad, like, Oh, on a pedestal. Everything he said was right. I would argue with people till the cows came home if they didn't agree with something he told me. Well, as a 46 year old woman, I now know like he was a great man, but he wasn't always right. And we have to start thinking he wasn't always right for me. He wasn't always right with my beliefs and my values. It was right for him, I hope, but it wasn't right for me. And we have to I think we need to empower our kids more to listen to themselves, to their own inner voice coming in and out all the time, that intuition, that gut feeling that they know we, we really do know a lot of things the best for ourselves. And you're just creating that culture at home already. I, it's awesome. And I'm going to try it because I know going back just for a physical body perspective, my body would do better with that for sure. You know, and I would, the other tip that why I think it works for me, and I don't know if this, it, this is something you can relate to, but 
at night is when I find myself more likely to snack or overdo it. You know, I just would, you know, and it's like the, my grandpa used to always say, Michelle, eating makes me hungry. And and that's right. Right. That is me. Yes. I always joke. Once I open the trough, there is just, here we go. Here we go. So I would say for, if you find yourself struggling in that evening timeframe, yes, look at what you're eating in your window. But also look at maybe moving that window earlier and cutting yourself off. Yeah. Just a thought. I, I love that. I absolutely love that idea. So for anyone just starting, they're hearing you and they're being inspired to try intermittent fasting. What's like three quick tips that you would give them for getting started? Most definitely. I would say number one, when you start, just realize it's going to take some time to figure out the shoe that is for you. So not to be a broken record, but it's going to be, you're going to try on a few things. You're going to test out a few things. And I would say, number one, just be patient because I like to use the line. We are worthy of more than fast. We are worthy of things that last and fasting does not always mean quick weight results. It does not always mean quick healthy, you know, health, you know, not overnight, you're not going to be like a new person, but what I'll, what you'll find is it lasts the weight loss lasts, the health results last there. It is not the diet of yesteryear, the slim fast diet where you lost a ton of weight, but gained it back, but you got to be patient. You got to try on a few shoes. The next thing I would say in my experience has been I know people are going to hate me for this, but I do believe strongly that it's the coffee that is the problem for a lot of people. And if you are struggling with going to black coffee, move up your window then, or don't just not fast. But I will tell you, if you're white knuckling in a fast, you're probably not clean fasting. And, and I hated admitting it because I loved my cream and my coffee. I'm like, don't take away my cream. Don't take away my half and half. But the more I moved to black coffee and the more I embraced that, that, that was going to help me not hurt me, the better and easier my fast got. And I think we all often think that the calories similar to, to our thought process from a long time ago, well, if we add cream in our coffee, it's going to make our fast easier. But for my personal journey, it, it did not. And it's kind of a crutch. And if you're really not going to try intermittent fasting, because you won't go to black coffee, well, move your window earlier or have some in your window. But uh, most of us, and eventually get to accepting that black coffee is, is key. And I love a latte every once in a while still, but you know, milk is for baby mammals to gain weight. And there was probably a reason that I struggled losing weight for all those years because I was drinking cream filled coffee all stinking day. Um, and then the last thing is, is listen to podcasts like yours you know, connect with a community, go uh, read Jen Stevens, Fast Feast Repeat, Um, find people that are having success. What are they doing? And that community piece, that information piece will keep you going when you feel like it's not working, when you feel like 
Um, maybe they give you an idea that you hadn't tried. Maybe you had thought, oh, well, I can just do a, I can just fast for 14 hours and I'll stu- still lose weight. It'll be fine. And I can eat anything I want in my window. So that's been really key. And that's why on my podcast, kind of like you, I love featuring stories of people in my, uh, who are intermittent fasting and having success in the hopes that maybe it helps someone else. So those are my three. I love that. I love all tips. They're exactly what I would say. Clean fast, clean. The first time I fasted. So seven years ago, not only was I eating all the things in the window, I had gum and mints. I would, I always been a black coffee drinker. So thankfully that was bless your heart. Good. However, I was really into like energy. So uh, pre-workout. And that was the hardest thing for me to give up because I've always exercised fasted or so I thought without food, but I was always having a pre-workout. So even this second time diving into fasting, my, my aunt was like clean fast, clean fast and gin, gin's book and everybody. And I swear I spent probably two weeks researching someone, please tell me that pre-workout is okay. And when I, <laughs> when, I finally, when I finally got rid of it, oh my gosh, you guys won't even think about food. Like just give yourself the time to get used to black coffee or no pre-workout it is the magic to this whole thing. I, I truly believe it is. And you just, again, you, your mind says, well, it can't be, it actually has to make it harder. And you're like, no, no, it does make it easier. I know you don't want to believe it, but I I promise. And guess what? You don't have to buy that stinking thing that your gym's trying to sell you, or, you know, it, it, you don't need it. You can just drink hot water. Hot water is one of my favorites. I actually had some before and I left it, left it outside and I usually have it right near my microphone. Yeah. Hot water. I know. I mean, I remember hearing that on Jen's book. I'm like, who is going to drink hot water? And I love it. I mean, I'm in, in Canada, in Ontario, and it was freezing here for many months. So the hot water was my savior. I, it's amazing. So anyways, those tips were so great. I just want every single one of my listeners to go follow you on all the places. Cause you are honestly, so I've been obsessed with your page. I've gone back. I think I know Aww. you and your husband and all your kids and your dating story. Like, I read everything. <laughs> well, that's such an honor because yeah. I respect you so much. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be here. And I, I would love to connect with all of your listeners. I'm, I'm bet Lucas on every platform. So B-E-T-T Lucas on every platform. My podcast is called living your big, bold life. And my hope is that it helps you listen to your heart's voice. Mm -hmm. And maybe you come away with some tips and tricks that make your health, uh, intermittent fasting career and family journey better. And I hope that you find that it's not from a place of knowing all the things I am learning right there with you every single day. And I still have so much to learn. And so I would love to connect. Um, I lead a Facebook group, which is called motivate with my Betty Lou. And I really there, it's not a, just a fasting group. It's really just to encourage you on your individual health journey. So I would love to see you all there. And I'm so, um, so much better with each person I get to connect with. I, I really believe that that has been the beauty of quarantine and COVID has been a silver lining for me as I get to connect with people like you. And this interaction today will only 
help me to learn and grow and be better and, and live my big, bold life. So Well, I appreciate you taking the time and I, I agree. I mean, and you have to be bold on social media. I was telling Bet before we pressed record that if I get this little nudge, I see someone on social media and I just think, yep, I just want to get to know them better. I want to learn from them. It, it's a bold action to reach out. Like, please don't think that this is comfortable (laughs) listening, you know, asking someone to come on your show or record. I mean, you've had some incredible guests on your show, Bet. like go and listen to Bet's Cynthia Thurwell, Jen Stevens, like amazing, amazing guests. And it takes bold action to make this stuff happen. And I just think what you're doing is incredible. And the gift that you're bringing to other women, just with your experiences and showing them that they can do it too. You know, you're not special. I'm not special. We all can come together and do this together. So thank you again and have the best birthday ever. I am assuming your family will be spoiling you in all the ways today. So enjoy it so much. Thank you so much. I wish you all the blessings. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you.